This week on Red Pixel, we're back, officially. It's been a couple years. Capcom had a mini-showcase, lots of free games on Switch and PlayStation, and the Mario movie rapidly approaches. This is the Red Pixel Podcast, a news-based podcast without the agenda. Here to talk about the goodness of gaming and its industry at large is me, the video game bard. My name is Josh Gallegos. You can find my Twitter at video game bard. Uh, you can also support me on Patreon at VGB Media. It's Patreon slash VGB Media. Um, and in those two spaces are where you'll see most of, if not all, the, all of the content. Of course, my main, at least right now, primary content stream is in the Hall of Games. So check out that podcast, available on all podcast streams. Um, just search Hall of Games, you'll see the purple logo. I update that, I update the music every year, and I love doing that with my good friend, the casual Jared Benson. So go check that out, a deep dive review type setup there. For video games, this for Red Pixel is more of a news-based approach, and if you've heard any of the previous episodes, you understand that. Um, I am going to be going forward here uh, on my own. It's a newfangled radio show. Uh, the format is subject to change, but due to expediency, due to scheduling, due to having a child, um, my wife Karina may pop in here and there, but for the most part, it will be just you and me, good listener, on this journey through the games industry. A couple of corrections. It's been a long time since the last episode. I have no idea what I said then. But I will say, as a correction, I did say I was going to launch this again in... I have May here. In February. (laughs) Not May. And it's March. So, uh, (laughs) tally-ho. This, again, is going to be a new-ish format. We're going to combine some old with new. We're going to move things around. So just be ready with that. If you would like to correct me... Reach out with corrections to what I say today or with questions for the next week via our email. That's askvgb at gmail.com. V stands for voracious. G stands for great. And B stands for, of course, blowhole. So check all those out. Askvgb at gmail.com. You can email me there uh, via, uh, of course, your email. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. Let's go ahead and move on from our housekeeping. That early stuff is definitely going to have to get a rigmarole status down. I will get all of that. Uh, This is me doing this for the first time. So trying to suss all that out, see how I can come to some natural cadence. And I thank you for joining me on this journey. That being said, Red or Blue is our first segment. What I'm going to be doing for this is giving basically an either-or prompt and discussing this on my own. Uh, I'll have two things that I put out there, and for my sake here, and this is something actually that you can suggest via askbgb.gmail.com if you would like, Um, but for this week, I'm going to be talking about, first and foremost, tacos or burritos. I'm thinking about this one quite a bit, actually. Um, Really, it comes down to the quality of each. Right, I think if I had quality, and this is also quality over quantity, I'd go with tacos. A nice taco truck that really just goes out of their way. Um, I'm thinking like Tacos y Salsas back home, although that's more of a restaurant. There's a lot of those in Colorado. Um, out here, I think it's uh, it's not Las Delicias, but it's something of a food truck here in Pensacola that people just absolutely rave about. To me, it's kind of standard fare tacos. There's one right by my house called Guadalajara, Guadalajara Tex-Mex that I've been interested to try out. And apparently they have great tacos too. But you know what I mean? Like when the taco is incredibly fresh and all the ingredients are fantastic and the meat had just been seared to perfection right before it was given to you, 
Can't go wrong with a good taco. Burritos, though, close, really close second, because you get, you know, you got your Chipotle's in there, you get your Mo's in there, of course, the, the quantity side of it, and the quality of the ingredients usually isn't too bad. Obviously, growing up, my mom made burritos all the times. Beans, cheese, and chili, what else could you want? Maybe some beef, I guess. Um, but that's something, of course, near and dear to my heart. Really, though, quality-wise, I think tacos takes the cake here. So I'm going to say tacos in that respect. My second prompt, asking for forgiveness or asking for permission. Okay, wow. I'm definitely an asking for forgiveness kind of guy, whether or not that is the correct choice. I do things and I learn by failing. In fact, and I'm not going to spoil what that is, but as of right now, I am waiting to see if my not asking for permission and my asking for forgiveness is going to bite me in the butt in my life. And I'm waiting on some tough news. We'll see what ends up coming out around the corner here. But it's because that's just how I do. I fly by the seat of my pants. I get thrown into situations. And instead of trying to figure it out beforehand, I just figure it out in the moment. That means I fail a lot. That means I fall flat on my face a lot. But I feel that I learn best that way. I learn through failure, which really drives my wife crazy. (laughs) But regardless, uh, some of y'all, you're all about the permission. You won't do anything until you get the permission. Um, My wife's very much that way. I think that makes us a good balance. But for me, you know, get out there, try it. If you got the idea, you know, and you know, maybe, okay, other people aren't going to approve of this necessarily, but I think it's a good idea. And they're going to see my side with this, right? It's the monk statement of you'll thank me later. That's definitely how I feel when it comes to uh, my ideas and and pushing the limits and, and trying things maybe outside of the box. That being said, this podcast is focused primarily on news, video game industry news, the news that matters, and my take on it for this week. Now, because this is our first episode back, it's really not going to be anything too complicated. I did want to just do a few for today. Um, The biggest thing that happened, actually happened today, was the Capcom Spotlight. So that happened here. It's uh, their digital uh, stream that they had, I'm, I'm assuming on YouTube, probably on Twitch as well. And in that, they had a few things in their recent or in their their soon-to-be schedule that were all talked about. Obviously, the showstoppers, Resident Evil 4, they released a trailer. uh, Yeah, they released a trailer about the demo that they're going to release, the Chainsaw demo, which I'm assuming means it's at the start in the village. And it's just that first exciting opening, which is iconic for sure. When I first played through Resident Evil 4... I played, well, I actually played through it twice, and both times I stopped at that particular village because you basically have to run around until there is, okay, and spoilers, until a church bell goes off. There's a guy with a chainsaw chasing you. There's all these villagers. If you don't know that you have to wait, you waste all your ammo there. And both times I played, I did that, and it was. It was just a a surprise to me to realize when I finally went back, I think last year, last summer, I ended up playing through RE4 All Told, and when I went back to it, I was like, oh, I just needed to wait, (laughs) and that completely threw me off, the fact that I didn't, so um, I'm assuming that's what this demo is, the remake looks really, really good, so I'm excited for that, and you can go and play the demo if you're interested in it, it doesn't have a time limit or anything like that, so just try it out, I'm sure it ends probably right when that bell sounds, if I am not mistaken, Um, that might be a correction for next week though. The other thing they showed that was the big thing, I think the rest of this is kind of, uh, you know, 
small potatoes. But the other big thing was Exoprimal, which I don't know why, but I've not seen anything on this game. It's not been on my radar at all. And I loved this trailer. It was a announcement of the release date. Comes out July 14th. Exoprimal. I'm not sure what that means to you, but what it ends up meaning in at least the trailer that I could tell is think like a fusion of you get some mechish type stuff going on, not like massive mech style, like a uh, anime mecha. It's more like Power Rangers, right? Like almost like mech suits that they're wearing, but uh, on a regular human scale. And then on top of that, they're facing off against dinosaurs. So you got Exo in the mech, and then you got dinosaurs in the primal. So you got Turok in there. Um, it had some like band meta vibes for me. Obviously, you've got the, like I said, Power Rangers sort of setup. It's, it's Japanese from Capcom, so some of the uh, dialogue definitely struck me in that way as well, but not in a bad way. Like, there's, there's kind of like bad foreign dialogue and good foreign dialogue. This one definitely lands on the good side of that spectrum and really looks fun, looks pretty. Um, the combat seems frenetic. They throw all kinds of dinosaurs at you at once. You get to literally shoot a, 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 rocket launcher that's attached to your shoulder at a t-rex like what else could you want right so that looks like a ton of fun it's actually on my radar i didn't realize that this was even coming out so um this spotlight did something at least for me the rest of it though pretty pretty basic um we had monster hunter rise dlc announced sunbreak that's going to be coming out this year um they mentioned ghost trick phantom detective again that's going to be launching june 30th that's an update to the ds game um they're gonna uh, i think they just like improved the resolution a little bit and updated the music from what the director was saying so that's i'm sure gonna be good i'm curious to see how that ends up working out i never played it on the ds i remember it like that's one of those ones and the ds is kind of the era where i was really getting into games so i remember it vaguely but to see it again was was fun and we'll see if there's a moment probably on a sale or something that i pick it up and i'll try it out and, and let you guys know what i think uh, other things, really quick, uh, they had the uh, 3D animated Resident Evil movie that's coming out this summer. They had a quick trailer for that, showed off some classic characters. Resident Evil movies and, and TV shows, like, they just let me down over and over and over. That being said, I've never seen any of the animated ones, and maybe that's the way to go for this stuff. The um, TV show on Netflix was basic it was it was kind of like way too slow to be honest and it just didn't it didn't do it for me and then the movies of course are are hammed up and pulpy and um campy like they're just they're that way they're b-tier movies on purpose the first one's pretty solid and then the rest of them just all begin to blend together after a while so this one we'll see we'll see what ends up coming out with that It, it looks pretty for sure they mentioned something about a Street Fighter Six commentator, bleh. And then they also finished off with Mega Man Battle Network Collection, adding in more cards that used to be just Japanese exclusive, which is cool, but also, man, do not care for Battle Network. And that's it for the Capcom Spotlight. So, biggest things, RE4 and Exoprimal. Uh, the other news piece that I wanted to talk through is the E3 digital showcase dates that uh, were announced here. Now, it's a big question regarding whether this is going to be big or not. It looks like they kick off Sunday, June 11th. So 
I'm sure there'll be some fun things. Uh, but all three of the big guys have already said they're not going to be there. Both Sony and Nintendo haven't been there um really since sony for sure since COVID, i think and nintendo even before then nintendo had switched over to their direct format and had been pretty much all digital for a long time so this is not anything new for them a lot of these places are excuse me a lot of these companies will still show something during that week it's just not a part of e3 specifically but now xbox is also dropping out which means what other AAA companies are going to chop out? Are we going to have a Ubisoft conference? Obviously, we don't have a Bethesda conference anymore because they're part of Xbox. Um, but we have a Devolver Digital conference? Like, that sort of stuff I used to love with E3. I think I'm really bringing this particular story out more just because it's the end of an era. You know, it's sad. Like, this is... It's it's digital. It's a showcase. They 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 initially started to go to like this public type setup, but the hype of having the big three they get there, having them trade blows, having everybody on the show floor going and 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 playing all these games and giving you all these previews and all these major updates like uh, mid two thousands to the early two thousand tens like that era was so special and I'm glad I lived through it. I wish I had been able to go to E three myself at least once. Hey, I was a kid, so obviously I missed that opportunity. And with the digitized world we live in now, it makes sense for the other companies to be doing their own thing. But the conglomeration of hype that E3 used to be is just gone. And it's it's sad. It's sad to see. And I'm curious to see how it does this year. Uh, they took a year off in 2020 i don't remember what they've been doing the last couple years to be perfectly honest that's how bad it is like i don't even remember at least off the top of my head and i probably could have looked it up but i'm throwing this episode together very quickly as the first one back after a couple years that being said it wasn't noteworthy whatever it was and anything that was important probably happened outside of it or if it did happen during the same week it was in a separate showcase so it's a sad thing but e3 we can all say goodbye. My last major news topic I'll talk about is the Super Mario movie's final trailer was released today. Very hype, very exciting. I'm going to take some time and actually react to this trailer uh, in just a little bit at the end of the episode. I'll have one particular segment. I'm going to be calling it Bard's Abode, where I do basically a random thing every week i have the idea of like breaking down some history of the industry uh, of doing some trailer reacts uh, i'm going to be putting there some interviews as well with people kind of bringing about the my favorite video game concept that i had way back in 2019 and uh talk to people that i love and, and get their opinion on video games as well that'll be all part of the bard's abode segment so i'm going to do a live reacts to this trailer but all that to say april can't come fast enough i, I think they're doing the illumination and the director's they're the guys who did Teen Titans Go. They're doing something special here with this movie. And they, they've captured, on one hand, what makes Mario special. But then on the other hand, what makes a, a movie good? Like, this is like epic Mario. Like, they've done everything to make the visuals as poppin' as possible, to make the stakes as high as possible, um, to, to make the... Uh, the um, I don't know. Just just the, the vibe of it all. Like, as 
epic as you possibly could. They got, of course, the Mario Kart stuff going on. You got Bowser's Castle looking dope. Um, you've got the characters themselves all meeting, facing off. Mario looks like he's entered into, into this world, and Luigi for the first time. So uh, they're coming to the Mushroom Kingdom, and you kind of get that vibe of um, the early Super Mario show and, and even the original movie that took place in New York. Like Some of that Mario is actually present here, and they even, in one of their... Um, ads they even pushed out this um basically old version of mario the the original um show one of the original trailers or i guess uh, ads on tv and they recreated it with this new aesthetic um and with of course the new voice actors and everything as well and that's just like so cool to me like they are really committing to just celebrating mario in this movie and i think part of that is because nintendo is very closely involved and um, Shigeru Miyamoto himself is closely involved. So that oversight, that creativity that I'm sure Miyamoto even himself can bring to it, plus the addition of Illumination's beauty in their graphics and uh, the directors themselves seem like pretty good picks. All of it just seems like it's coming together in a really fun and exciting way. And I think this will pave the way for even more Nintendo products to be adapted and hopefully done as faithfully as Mario. So I'll be uh, reacting to that in just a little bit. Other quick news things that came out this week. Uh, Suicide Squad is reportedly delayed again. That just broke pretty recently to before uh, to when I'm going to be recording this. So we'll see if that gets officially confirmed. But a lot of people are saying it's because of the negative reaction to the multiplayer trailer that they showed off. It's going to be all online. It looks like you're just shooting purple blobs the whole time. This is the Batman Arkham group, and they're doing this live service game. Like, what gives? They're sacrificing their talents on that particular altar. Like, really? So, I, I've i heard, at least that's what people are talking about on Twitter, that that's the reason it's being delayed. Who knows if that's the case? It hasn't been officially confirmed, so we'll see. Um, great games coming out on PlayStation Plus. You got Battlefield 2042, Minecraft Dungeons, and Code Vein. Code Vein's kind of an anime version of Dark Souls. Not nearly as good, but I have already purchased that. The other two, though, I have not, so I'm curious to actually go and download those and try those out. Minecraft Dungeons has caught my eye quite a few times, but I've never uh, found the reason to actually pull the trigger and, and get it. So I'll, I'll look forward to picking that one up. Those are available as of this week. And then as of this week as well, I think as of yesterday, Metroid Fusion is available on Switch, which is also very exciting. The um, the sequel to to um, Super Metroid, the sequel, or the prequel to Metroid Dread, it's one of those in the sequence. And it, it did a lot to adapt Samus's story to put her in even a, a more dire strait than she had been before. And I love how they expand on that in Dread. And you miss some of that context if you haven't played Fusion. It's a very linear Metroid game. It's definitely not my favorite, but it's pretty. It's got a lot going on, um, and it's a ton of fun to boot. So having that available is, is awesome. And if you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. Um, Mario Kart 8 is getting five new characters. They, With the release of the new DLC, Birdo's out there, and um, there's five slots for new characters. I'm, I'm curious who they're going to put in those slots. Um, my bet, if I had to give one, would be almost... Uh, I, I feel like they're going to have at least one non-Mario character. And I think they'll probably have some variations of other characters because they, they tend to do that. But I also think they're going to throw at us someone from a previous game, whether that's like Donkey Kong Jr. 
or um, he, I don't even know, maybe like a classic uh, enemy of Mario's, whether that's, um, I, I mean, they could do they could do all kinds of stuff. I, I think they have the, do they have Monty Mole? I can't remember. No, I don't think they do. Maybe they throw Monty Mole in there. Um, maybe they throw Lakitu in there. Like these characters, now I'm like wondering if these are even in the game already. Because um, I, I usually just play as like one character in Mario Kart. Um, but Regardless, they're going to have some fun, and, and I'm excited to see um, who they throw in there. And it, there's the question of, oh, Lakitu is, is a referee. Wait, wait, wait. Red Shell, Lakitu racer. Oh, no. So he is. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, that being said, looking forward to seeing who they throw in and seeing what they do with that. Um, Alden Ring's getting DLC also hype exciting can't wait for more information about that once i get that i will lose my life again um hogwarts legacy past 12 million sold so wokesters can go to sleep sad tonight i don't mind uh, i'm trying to keep these as g as possible these episodes um and that's pretty much it for the news so that would be my breakdown of those basic things uh hopefully in the future i'm able to get into a little more in-depth detail with it but for now we'll say that is it and we'll move on here. Now, uh, I'll have a pick and a skip normally throughout the weeks here. For now, I'm going to go ahead and skip, pick and skip. And we're going to go straight to the Mario Bros. live reacts to the trailer. Now, full disclosure, I have watched this before, so I don't know how live reacty it is. Uh, that might be the wrong word to use. But knowing now that I'm going to keep this as a segment, I'll probably have that as a normal thing in the future. Okay, opening it up now, and we're seeing it course over Bowser's castle. You see Luigi stuck in here. There is a um, fatalistic Luma. I love this. The Luma doesn't look quite like it does in the game, which is fine. You see the penguins from the first trailer in there as well. They're talking about how the only way to escape is to die. I love that. (laughs) It's like a cute character talking about death. Like, that's just a fun thing, right? It just it makes you chuckle. You see Bowser's army looks good. Everything looks very detailed. He doesn't know what the spinies are called, which is sad. Um, when I was watching this with my wife, she was like, "What are they called?" And I was like, "Well, it's sad that she doesn't know." Um, Peach, of course, going G. She's getting her her crew together to attack as well, and you can kind of see the forces of good and evil facing off. Mario grows. Um, you see a fire Donkey Kong, which has never happened in the game, so that's a fun twist. They're facing off against a regular Mario obstacle course, and then Mario Kart itself. Love this so much. The massive guns, the variety of the carts. Like, I want some of this in Mario Kart now. Like, he just shot two different um, bullet bills. Well, first and foremost, that's not how that power-up works. Um, He also jumps onto one of his other carts, takes the Koopa that was in that, and throws the Koopa as a shell at one of the previous... um, carts which is great like all of that is a ton of fun um karina was saying like how rough would it be if in the actual mario kart game you could throw a green shell and it just bounced off everybody like you know how it breaks on the first person it hits what if it just continued to bounce like that would make that almost even more terrifying than the red shell like i guess you get the benefit of the honing um but if it could just continue to bounce like oh my goodness that would be that would be a that'd be a game changer for sure 
And that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen if you did. Um, like I said, I- I'm just doing this. I didn't even take time to warm up or anything. I think you could tell. Uh, I had a really rough day today, so this was kind of my release. So thank you for listening. Uh, I hope to make this into a really great quality piece of content. And this one might not be uh, it, but I-, I had a great time regardless, and I hope you did too. Um, this is a journey for me. Uh, I've been through a lot in the last several years. 2023 though is my year to improve and there's going to be more setbacks. There's going to be more difficulties. Life is just that way, but life moves on. And I think this year I'm, I'm ready to seize it. And, and I'm excited about that as well. So I'm bringing red pixel pack. Um, I'm keeping hall of games going. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to write more at least once a month. I got to get a March blog up on patreon last month i talked about dead space you can go and read that i'm even thinking about adapting some of those into video content for youtube all my students found my podcasts they may even listen to this one i don't even know but that was funny and them going and watching 2019 me in obviously an unfiltered way when I wasn't a teacher and had no connection like even to church at the time like definitely a different me and now was like a bible teacher it's like oh my goodness so I had to go and remove that stuff at least for now just so I can screen it again and the podcasts themselves that are up to are just like very, very basically edited. So my goal is to get the YouTube channel actually back up with everything back in it and um, nice and, and, and good looking and pristine, at least on some level and um, at least somewhat detailed. I had a whole vibe going for it back in the day. And so I'm going to be looking forward to that vibe again. Um, but for now, I hope you enjoyed the 14th episode of Red Pixel Podcast, the first really back since 2021, here now in 2023. And I'm going to be here, hopefully, next week as well. Thank you so much for listening.